I mean, I was so sorry that I was laughing at your prayer, and it was because you actually just brought the scripture that I'm bringing today. So you are an amazing, prophetic lady. I love it, because you just know when God wants you to speak on a particular thing, and you keep changing it around, and then somebody says it in the worship, or somebody says it in a prayer like that, so that's how you know God is on the move, and um, we'll see what happens but I, I, I do want to speak about prayer because I do really feel... I know some people find, think prayer is boring. If we were being honest and put your hand up, you'd say... Some people would say prayer is a bit boring. You've probably been to the wrong prayer meetings. But um, a whole load of pastors were surveyed and they were asked, what is the most important activity of your week? And every single one of them said prayer. And then they were asked, what is the thing you spend the least amount of time on? And every single one of them said prayer. You know, it's quite challenging. Prayer isn't easy. And there's lots of different types of prayer and ways of praying. And prayer basically is just a conversation we create to God. That's all it is. You don't have to put a strange voice on. We were talking about that at the prophetic workshop yesterday. You don't have to speak in the King James version of the Bible with the holier than thou voice and you know and get all super spiritual about it. You just be yourself. You just talk to God in your way. You don't have to go to a special place. You can go to a special place if you want. You don't have to get on your knees. You don't have to put your hands together like you were taught at school. You don't have to do any of that. You could be literally on the toilet. I'm sorry, I'm going to, this sounds a bit crude. You could be literally anywhere and you can be praying. You can just be in an attitude of prayer. You might just be sitting silent. You might not be using any words. You could just be praying. So I'm hoping you might get a bit excited about prayer and excited about this new season that's opening up for us, which we've just been told about, the new sound, it is going to come from prayer. It's going to come because it's a rela- we're in relationship with Creator God. He's constantly creating new things, new things, new things. Get rid of the old religion. Get rid of all the stuff that's holding us back. We've just been singing about that. And go with the, the flow of the Holy Spirit. So I want to speak about prayer. There's lots of different types of prayer. There's corporate prayer, there's solo prayer, there's silent prayer, there's uh, prayer of intercession, there's prayer of, um, you know, going secret prayer, going into your closet and praying to your Father in heaven. Nobody knows what what you're saying in there apart from you and God. There's lots of different types of prayer. And what I want to really bring is, but be yourself and just talk to God. And listen, don't just talk to God, listen to God. Um, but the type of prayer that I specifically want to speak about is the prayer of agreement. Poor Diane and Andy have already heard this message, but I'm going to switch it around and so just to keep them entertained. So, so don't be shocked if I go into a different direction. But the prayer of agreement, and it's from the scripture that, you prayed over me. Matthew 18, verse 19, in the King James Version, New King James Version, actually. Jesus said, he told us, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Say agree. Agree. 
agree. If you say amen, it means I agree. So when somebody says something that you agree with, you say amen, don't you? I agree with that. And then what's happening really with the prayer of agreement is it's building weight in the heavenly direction to change the course of events, to move things, to release things. You know, whatever's bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever's loosed on earth will be loosed, loosed in heaven, will be loosed on earth. You, you, you're adding weight to, to a petition, to a request, to a, an intercession. You're making it more powerful. Individual prayer is really powerful. Corporate prayer is more powerful. Because when, the, when, the, when Peter and John were in prison and you know, all the disciples got together, it's called the Believer's Prayer in Acts chapter 4. It said they all raised their voices together as one. What's that? Corporate prayer. Some people call it African-style prayer, Korean-style prayer. They all raised their voices together as one. And when they did that, something was shifted. Something broke through. Because everybody was in agreement. The believers were in agreement. And they were praying corporately toward God. We've had hundreds of situations. Can't believe it's raining. We've had hundreds of situations where um, we've had things in Manchester, like I told you about the Gunchester thing, that we needed to see change. And what we did was we got hundreds of people together to pray. So we started this thing called Prayer Network in, in 19... Um, what date was it that we started it? Um, 1993. Okay, we started this event called Prayer Network, and it ran for seven years. Gerald Coates prophesied over me the beginning on the first day. Gerald Coates, who used to be the leader of Pioneer Network, some of you might know him. He just walked round and round me and he just kept saying the number seven. I thought, what does he mean? Seven, 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 the seven this, seven that, seven the other. And it turned out to be seven years of prayer, united prayer, city-changing prayer that we would be doing in Manchester. And I started it in 1993. I remember arguing with God about it. Have any of you ever done that? When God's given you a mission, you're like, no, you've got the wrong person. Do you really know who I am? Do you know my weaknesses and failings? Of course he does. And I was a married lady with three children at the time. And I was like, God, I haven't got any qualifications to lead a citywide prayer movement. I haven't. I haven't, just haven't got the skill to do it. And he kept calling me, calling me. On the day I agreed, I sort of submitted to the Lord. It's always the best thing to do. I submitted to the Lord. I felt a bit physically sick. And about an hour later, I found out that I was pregnant, expecting our fourth child. Actually, on the day that my husband was due to have a vasectomy. <laughs> so the timing was very, very strange. And um, as it came closer to our first event, we, we'd planned it for the 23rd of October, 1993. I went into hospital in labor two weeks before it was meant to happen, and I gave birth to our fourth son, Matthew. And I missed that first prayer meeting that I'd been planning for over a year. 
guess what? God's timing is perfect because I gave birth to a child on the same day that we gave birth to a prayer movement. And I look at Matthew now, who's going to be 30 in October. That's how old our prayer movement is. God's timing is perfect. And even though you might not feel qualified for something, God has got a plan. If God speaks to you, he will resource you to do what he's calling you to do. So um, I just want to give you one example of prayer of agreement, of how it, how it can work in a practical way. Is there anybody here that needs any kind of financial provision, a building, a, some money, uh, you know, something for, not personally for yourself, but something that you need for a ministry purpose? Could you just raise a hand? You've got a list of things that you actually need. It's quite a lot of hands going up. So I want to give you an example of how a prayer of agreement has worked to release um, provision for us. So we, um, a dreaming vicar had a prophecy that we were going to be given a building many times bigger than we thought we needed. It's a vicar called Nick Bundock. He has dreams regularly and they always turn out to be correct. So I did listen to what he was saying. He said, Deborah, I had a dream last night and I sh- you were showing me around a building and it was many times bigger than you thought you needed. And it had a glass front and he described it. And he said, and I said to you, how did you get this massive big building? And you said to me, God gave it me for free. And that was the end of the dream. So what you do with prophecy and what you do with this um, prayer stuff is you, are, you have to activate it. So when, when God speaks to you, you have to do something about it. You don't just sit around twiddling your thumbs. You have to do, you have to sort of move in the direction of what's being spoken. So we started going round in our car round Manchester looking for this amazing building that was glass fronted and wondering, and then we even went into some of them just to test out, is this where you're giving us, Lord, and this where you're... And we knocked on about three or four different building doors that then closed. And then we were kind of wondering what was, ha- what was going to happen. But we kept pressing through in prayer for about two years. Um, the prayer of agreement, we got everybody to agree, this is what the Lord is saying, this is what's going to happen, let's stretch our faith, let's pray, let's press in. And um, in Christmas of 2013, I got a phone call from the Home Office. So, Deborah, we've heard about you reducing crime. We've heard about you working with the police and how you're getting rid of antisocial behaviour and violent crime and all these things. So, we just really wanted to um, bring to your attention that we've got a building... Uh, These are not Christian people that I'm talking to on the phone, that we've got a building in a place called Trafford. You've probably heard of the Trafford Centre, near the Trafford Centre. It's um, a £5 million state-of-the-art youth and community centre with a recording studio, 300-seater theatre, dance studio, sports hall, 3G pitch at the back, atrium. Um, would you um, want to go and look at it? Because we built it in 2011. Last year it went into liquidation. Now it's closed down. And if you like it and you want to go and look at it and you want to think about opening it up again, we might be able to negotiate. 
So I think there's a photograph coming up on the screen. So that was the building that I went to see. It's called The Fuse. Andy and Diane and Linda have been. Um, see at the glass front? As soon as I walked up to it, my heart started to race because I'd never seen it before. Um, I thought, there's no way. This is, like, ridiculous. It's way bigger than I need. We needed a place, but we didn't need one this big. And you see the logo at the front, the fuse. That was what they designed three years earlier when it first got built. That is the same colour scheme as our Redeeming Our Communities logo. I mean, the exact same colour scheme told to me by a graphic designer. I walked through the door... And all the fixtures and fittings were in there, like the desks, the, the telephones, the photocopiers, all the seats, all the chairs, all the tables, absolutely everything. And we just walked in, and I immediately knew it was the right thing. And I, I just said to the Lord, you know, what we're going to do here? We negotiated. We actually had Manchester United Football Club trying to get this building ahead of us, and we got the building instead of them. So that, that just shows you the level of miracle it is. And we've been in there for eight years now. And God provides, for the, I always say provision follows vision. If you've got a vision from the Lord, the prayer of agreement is activated. The people agree that it's going to be whatever it's going to be, that, that what God has said is going to happen, basically, if you pressed in in prayer, then that is the door that God opens. So just stretch your faith today to see what the Lord might want to do. So if two of you or three of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. And in the... Um, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, this word agree is the word symphoneo. Sounds a bit like the word symphony. It is the word symphony in our language, symphoneo. It actually means a harmonious blending. The individual prayers that are being prayed coming together as one prayer is a harmonious blending. And so when you're facing particular situations, you can't shift that situation on your own. I, I faced loads of things in my life. I'm thinking, this is just overwhelming me. I can't do it. My faith might be low. Um, I don't believe that this can possibly happen. And it's only the prayers of my best friend Wendy who has been with me the length and breadth of the country travel around for the last 25 years as, as a prayer partner who's got me through certain situations because when my faith has been low her faith has been high and we've worked together and broken through the walls that are in front of us and moved literally lots of different mountains out of the way by the prayer of agreement now, I think there are three reasons why the prayer of agreement is, at least three reasons why the prayer of agreement is biblical and powerful. The first is that it's modelled in the Godhead. You've got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit working in perfect harmony, 
So they're modeling to us interdependence rather than independence, working together in agreement for what they want to do in creation. The second is a pastoral reason, which I think is really powerful. We may, when we do the prayer of agreement, we make ourselves accountable to somebody else. We share, I mean, things that people shared with me yesterday at the prophetic workshop are absolutely blown my mind. Things that people were telling me this morning at Hope Community Church. Massively devastating things that are going on in society and in people's lives. You cannot possibly deal with it on your own. The pastoral reason is you come together with one other person. You don't need to tell 